when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm John Holmes. It's the The One Show Show, the podcast that week by week takes the runt of television's litter to a canal in a bag and then throws it in, weighed down with incredulity and swearing. This is part two of this week's ep, so if you haven't already, why not go back and listen to part one first. With me, Mark Haynes, and from the sketch group Awkward Silence, it's Ralph and Vivian. He was slightly obsessed with accents as well, Tom. Uh, he went for one line yeah. of questioning. They were interviewing uh, Daisy Edgar-Jones, weren't they? In her new film, what's it called? Where the Crawdads. Whatever, Sing. a craw- I had to Google Crawdad. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a bird or a lobster. Yeah. Uh, turns out... It's, it's a cross between the two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> turns out you can use, the, you can is use it? that. Uh, is it just... Yeah. A, it's, a, it's a generic name for birds and seafood. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, because Americans. That's, right. That's I, 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 I didn't look it up because I thought it was just crayfish. Yeah. That's what I thought. But then why are they singing? It's, it's a hole you do not want to go down. I spent more time on Yah Yah Ding Dong lyrics and seabirds <laughs> than I, I ever mean, want to again. Uh, the Little Mermaid surely has a crayfish singing. I mean, it might be a lobster. It's hard to tell in the drawing. <laughs> we can move on now. Now people won't have to write in to say what about the Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's true. Right. Harris uh, Dickinson was the other guy, I think, wasn't it? He was the actor. Yes. Uh, they've shot the film in America. It's based on the best-selling book. You know, they're there to promote it, all the rest of it. And they obviously have sort of mastered the dialect from North Carolina, which Tom appears to think, a little bit like William Shatner at his Stonehenge location of London. Mm. Tom went, um, you guys aren't from South America, <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It's amazing. And as we can hear, you guys aren't from South America. Like, was it difficult to master that accent? <laughs> really good. Well, no. And then, and then Daisy, Daisy Edgar-Jones really pointedly said the word, you know, not said the words North Carolina, just, just so... She wasn't implicit in the, uh, <laughs> the, lump, the lumping together of uh, somewhere in America and, uh, and, and South America. Uh, yeah, it was, because we had to do, obviously, a North Carolina accent. It, it would have been strange if we were both just, like, properly North London, just in the marsh. So I love the fact that they didn't have very much to say about the film or the two actors. Yeah. Who, unfairly, I've written down as Harris Thing and Daisy Someone. So, <laughs> yeah. What they did very quickly is they l- latched onto the fact that Reese Witherspoon, unfortunately for them, was just a producer. <laughs> But yeah. they went, do you know what? Reese Witherspoon, we've got these two losers in front of us from, from yeah. Watford. <laughs> Not interesting. Reese Witherspoon, star. Let's ask questions about Reese Witherspoon. And they grasped at trying to get something. Really- and this film was a real passion project for Reese Witherspoon as well, who produced the film. Like, when, what was it like working with her? Did you get accent tips from Reese Witherspoon? Did she give you any <laughs> accent tips or anything? She No, she didn't. She was very, I think she I think she approved. I think she liked what, what we were doing. Yeah, what was it go. like working with Reese Witherspoon? Did you get 
get time to work with Reese on set uh, in the yeah, film? She came to visit, didn't she? Yeah. What's fascinating about the one show is obviously they've got this film, you know, that they're discussing um, in, right in front of them, and they've got a fascinating story going on at the same time, which is that the author of the novel that it's based on, this film, is now accused of. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm this podcast's lawyer. And I think what Ralph was about to say is that the author of this book is wanted for questioning by the Zambian government regarding a 1995 murder. He certainly didn't say that she was accused of murder herself. I really hope that clears things up. Now, back to the programme. Murder? What? I don't know if you guys knew that. Didn't know that. Oh, right, okay. So, so in the midst of all this is this story developing now about a murder, even though, by sheer coincidence, I think the novel and film are about a murder as well. And wow. because it's the one show and they, they must know about that, they cannot touch that with a barge pole because <laughs> it will just, even though it's fascinating, it will immediately change the tone of the conversation. Too. Amazing. Yeah. So, so they have to talk about accents and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of amazing because I did think the actors sat there anxiously and it wasn't very warm. And when you find out something like that, you realise the actors are just sitting there thinking, I know the yeah. PR person said they're not going to ask us questions about that, but exactly. what if they do? Mate, you've got Tom Daly and Ronan King. Yeah. You're going to yeah, be but, fine. Yeah, you could, you know? It could have been a Matt Baker, how do you, <laughs> how do you sleep at night? You know, kind of... Uh, yeah. Right, yeah, but there right was, I think, I mean, you're, you're underestimating. You're, not, you're doing them a disservice there because they were there with a the hard-hitting question, such as, yeah. Yeah. what's the hardest thing to say in an American <laughs> Accent. <laughs> a gentle accent I found. And what was like the hardest thing to like say in an American accent? <laughs> credit to D- Daisy Edgar Jones for doing that great actress thing of saying, or our actor thing, where you give a story and someone goes, go on then, do it. And you go, yeah. no, 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 no. So <laughs> what was the hardest thing you had to say in a Carolina accent? She said, well, I had to say the line, get out of my lagoon, uh, you, you terrifying. <laughs> Low down, dirty creep. Yeah. Low yeah. down, dirty creep. And they went, oh, fantastic. That sounds so, will you go. do it for us? And she went, oh, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers. I had, to, I had to run out of a house and scream, um, Get out of my lagoon, you low down, dirty creep. Oh, which wow. I that's, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> it so is. Alone and I kept accent. going a wee bit Australian. That, that, was the, that was the most challenging. Can you still do it? Oh, no, you can't. There was also Sorry. a little bit of uh, that no one picked up on where Tom Daly said to her, when, you know, the, the accent questions had sort of run out by now. Is this by um, any chance about months, John? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. This was glossed over, wasn't it? This. Wasn't it? Two suspicious been- men like us john we've been around the block yes, we, right. we notice discrepancies in people's stories <laughs> yes, do carry do. on yes we do you've been working with my husband the actor dustin lance black said <laughs> you know, and oh, you've yeah. seen more of him than i have because he's been away filming hasn't he you yeah filming in canada for a year and then daisy went yeah we were in calgary for five months <laughs> hang on and you've been working with my husband Dustin Lance Black on Under the Banner of Heaven over the last I actually think you've seen my husband more than I have in the last year because you were in Canada for a whole year working on that right yeah we were in Calgary for five months yeah where has Dustin been for these seven oh, months what's trouble going on in paradise yes. hello 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 just, yes. just zoom into Tom Daly's face realising that his husband's <laughs> been away for seven more months than he, than he should have been <laughs> yeah making it clear it was a 12 month contract and everyone else had a five so yeah. hang on i don't i it's weird dustin i bumped into daisy edgar <laughs> jones the other day uh, 
Oh, well, that lion bitch, yeah? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, actually? It's funny you say it, say about her, because I was just reading in, the, in uh, one of the magazines. I've just thrown it out, though. Um, but I was reading about her in one of the magazines, and uh, apparently she can't count. Uh, anyway, <laughs> how was she? Was she good? <laughs> um, uh, classic showbiz axiom. Always end your big interview with the big stars with a non-story about making a cupboard. It's <laughs> the, the important thing absolutely they nailed that on this interview they absolutely nailed it credit to them to be fair i'm quite proud of what i made i have like this cupboard in my doorway that like shoes on my stairs and i and i like tell everyone when they come in. i think i told you i was like made that you know but, <laughs> oh, wow. you, i spent nice. so much time in it. i was like you, know, so I made that one there. you do <laughs> feel proud though when you make i do feel like proud hand. yeah like it's it's a lot to like do yeah, it from it scratch so yeah i'm good on you that's very good. And um, where the crawdads sing is in cinemas tomorrow. Well, uh, yeah. this is this is Harris's uh, woodworking skill, right? Yeah, because mm. he like you, you apparently he likes to do stuff with his hands. So I think said Tom Daly, looking at them pointedly, and, uh, and well, uh, fucking wearing... pack it in, Tom. <laughs> fucking pack it in. <laughs> Knock it on the <laughs> head. And, he, and Harry said, yeah, he once made a cupboard that, and I quote, it shoes all my stairs. Shoes all my stairs, and I... Moved on. Do you mean it stores all your shoes? No, it shoes, it shoes all my stairs. <laughs> he did. A, a credit to him, though, for, for realising that this story was not much of a story. That he'd obviously <laughs> mentioned it in passing in the in the like, the makeup room, and the researcher had gone, oh, that's hilarious. And he thought... <laughs> He thought, well, you know, that's going nowhere. And there it is, hanging in the air. So tell us a, a funny, interesting and poignant anecdote about a cupboard, please. <laughs> oh, God. Um, one little thing from this show that I, I, I don't want us to, to miss before we before we move on is in the Commonwealth video, they had an interview with a an elderly lady and oh, she dude. had a, a, a man's voice and it was amazing. <laughs> and I was watching her old lady face move with a man's deep man's voice coming out of her throat. And I felt, I thought I was watching sci fi. It was absolutely brilliant. And Judith, I'm not detecting a Birmingham accent from you. Yes, I, I was born in Montreal. Canada has been involved since the very, very first Commonwealth Games. And that makes me just very, very proud. Was she the same woman who had a completely impossible to define accent? She yes. was. A kind of half half Canadian, half Scottish, but but she wasn't on for long enough for anyone to work out where she might have been from. It was baffling. <laughs> yeah, these were the Games volunteers who uh, are from Birmingham and are going to be doing the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, in this uh, this this odd film, uh, Kian's nineteen, Judith for it was she. 75 and yeah and they did you're absolutely right they said she's from canada and then this inexplicable uh <laughs> and i'm surprised tom Taylor didn't go what sort of accent was that i love accents me have Daisy, you met you my husband that? he was in canada for a year <laughs> she's like jesus i've been fucking him for seven months <laughs> he thinks because of my voice he thinks i'm a man <laughs> yeah. seven months of phone sex <laughs> startling voice absolutely startling yeah Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I did quite like the fact that they did have to reference the fact that the monarchy is uh, really unpopular and the Commonwealth is crumbling. So my grandparents are from Jamaica, one of 15 countries that still recognise the Queen as its head of state. But on the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's recent Caribbean tour, the Jamaican Prime Minister suggested his country may one day follow in the footsteps of Barbados, which last year declared itself a republic. And I did, I, I did feel that this show... It's almost like it had an editor who was very much on on our side. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed all of that. I enjoyed all the sort of, you know, uh, the Jamaica trip went really badly for uh, mm-hmm. William and, and for Kate. Uh, I enjoyed all that. And then I enjoyed everybody coming forward and, you know, having lots of lots of people from diverse backgrounds talk about why, you know, the Commonwealth and the Commonwealth Games are important to them. And I loved it. There was absolutely, they stripped out the white man's voice in it. And I was overjoyed. More of that, please. More. Well, more, apart more. from two, because, because <laughs> yeah. what they did was they were asking people clearly about the sporting of the Commonwealth Games. And, and all of the people of colour said the sporting and the coming together and the unity it shows is fantastic. But obviously it's very questionable historically mm. how this came about. And they all said that, which again, for the one mm. show, is pretty deep. And then they asked one white market trader and they said to him, is there still a place for a Commonwealth? And he just went, yes. <laughs> and then that was his answer. Is there still a place for the Commonwealth? Yes. And the next guy, the next guy just said, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Both of we'll these move on then, to the people of colour now. Both of those interviews went on for, I would estimate, about 12 to 15 minutes, didn't yeah. they? And yeah. they involved yeah. the word empire, greatest <laughs> in the world, yeah. uh, sun yeah. never set. Um, <laughs> terrible. Of course you can't say that these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there was a nice bit when Tom was talking uh, off the back of that because there was that forced banter between him and uh, Ronan about the you know when he was in the Commonwealth Games when he was when he was still in the womb apparently, <laughs> uh, and then where he was reading the autocue and you go yeah okay here's a presenter who's doing this for nearly the first time yes. and, he, and he actually said if like me you want to watch the Commonwealth Games there's nothing. <laughs> well, if you're like me and you're looking forward to watching the Commonwealth Games there's nothing <laughs> that was what he said uh, and then he picked it up and went uh, there's going to be a whopping 200 hours of live coverage but no nothing there's nothing there's going to be a whopping 200 hours of live coverage across BBC One Two and Three his intonation was phenomenal because as you say he was kind of reading an autocue for one of the first times possibly but he was constantly kind of surprised at the words that were that were meeting his eyes <laughs> He was just veering violently between incredibly upbeat, often quite shocked and deliberately theatrical. It was it was an amazing kind of roller coaster. It, it makes you appreciate what 
proper sort of presenters do. Mm. And and you know, I include Ronan Keating. Ronan Keating was kind of pretty pretty natural, pretty um, practiced. I don't know if he's presented the one show before, but Tom Daly had this kind of um, rabbit in the headlights kind yeah. of uh, look about every word. Every word is kind of oh my god, it's that oh oh oh. I mean, I thought I thought as a good bit of presenting, I thought Greg James did a good bit of presenting. He was a better TV presenter than both Ronan and Tom Daly, but he was presenting a very, very confusing piece that didn't really make sense, and it took far too long to describe. The problem is when you describe something and they they make the decision to cut back to the studio so that everyone sort of goes, there is going to be life after this. Um, (laughs) It might be that it's going on a bit too long. Very confusing thing they're doing on Radio 1, about 20 jigsaw pieces hidden around the country, and he can't have his show back until he's collected them all yeah. and re- reassembled them in a mm. frame in a lagoon in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> on and on this went. I haven't been locked in or uh, I've not been put in an escape room or put in a camper van like I have been in the past, but every year we like to do something stupid for the sake of doing something stupid on The Breakfast Show to celebrate the start of the summer and the summer holidays. And this year I have been sacked as the presenter of the Radio on Breakfast Show. The only way I can get my show back is to win it back by and go with me on this, completing an enormous floating jigsaw puzzle of the Radio 1 1 logo. That, for no real reason, apart from it's just funny, is floating in a lagoon um, in Brighton. And I have to get the pieces of this jigsaw. Oh, the big twist, of course, is that the pieces of the jigsaw, 20 of them, are scattered around the UK. And I thought I was just head of logistics and just getting the listeners to help me bring them to this uh, lagoon where I then have to go and put them in the, the frame. But no, there was a twist today because my producers, who I thought were my friends, clearly hate me. But as is the way with these sorts of things, if it's horrible for me, it's fun for the listeners. And I do love the listeners very much and I hope they appreciate the extra effort that we're going to. Today, I saw a video of this amazing aquatic centre, the Sandwell Aquatic Centre here in Smethwick which, as you said, has been purpose-built for the Commonwealth Games. There was a bit of the puzzle, an enormous piece of the puzzle. In fact, show me the piece of the puzzle. It's massive. The piece of the puzzle is enormous, and, um, and it's there. in fact, you can see it on screen there. So uh, I thought, right, well, I'm in Brighton, so surely someone from Smethwick can come and collect it and then bring it to me. But no, I had to come here and not just swim and get it, but also dive and get it. And, um, <laughs> on and on. And the <laughs> listeners have got to help him. And then he's got to connect. The- I mean, do you think if you listen to Radio 1 and you're like a 17-year-old, you might be thinking, I'd like it if they played Mabel at some point. Rather than, <laughs> rather than report from a leisure centre about some complex thing, which we're only at most two twentieths of the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they so... to Daisy and, and Harris as well, and they, they basically both passed out. And they, they, they were totally, totally uninterested in, you know, in the way that I guess you get with, with live telly. You cut back hoping that all the people on the sofa are going to be watching and nodding along. And instead, the two actors are just going, oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, at least they didn't ask us about the murder. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so dull. It really had. I thought it really had the vibe of um, like a, a crazy stag do for everyone's mm. most boring friend. So everyone's talking yeah. about how we're going to get him to do something really daft. We're really going to embarrass him, but he's never done anything interesting enough to tell a story about. And everyone's sort of like the first pint of the day comes out and everyone goes, "Whoa, hey, yeah, it's going to be close." <laughs> and there's like three total in the entire day, and one of them is on squash. But he was just kind of going, <laughs> and because it's funny, they want me to. Is it? 
You yeah. can't just yeah. say it's funny. Yeah, he said it's pixel right. pieces. He said, he said we've we've put the I've got to assemble it in a lagoon in Brighton because yeah. that's funny. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> itself, not really, Greg. It's not like, really. It's like saying polite notice. No, no, we'll we'll be the judge of that. Uh, we'll read the rest of the notice and see if it's polite. Yeah. <laughs> they did a wonderful thing as well, which is after that, and this this show, which has started off so promisingly, really crashed. After that, they decided to package a piece of Joe Lycett's BBC Two documentary about the Royal Academy yeah. Summer Exhibition, which, let me tell you, is a great doc. It's a really, really good doc. It's really worth watching, but a fascinating subject, and he does it really, really well. They decided to parcel that off as being like Joe Lycett had done a report for the one show, and they took the yes. opening sort of three minutes and just played it out. If there's one thing I believe in, it's the superpower that creativity can be. And literally everyone can compete to show their artistic superpowers at the Royal Academy Summer Exhibition, the world's largest open submission art contest. 15,000 artworks were submitted online this year, but only 1,500 have made the initial shortlist. You can't just play another show. It was plagiarism <laughs> in plain sight, wasn't it? Absolutely <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah. You just sort of go, oh, well, you know, before we go, let's watch uh, five minutes of the first yeah. episode of The Sopranos. Like end of term. You can't, you can't just, the, the funny thing is the three minutes of it i was like this is everything the one show should be it was really entertaining and really sort of moved quickly and it told a really good yeah. story joe lysa obviously a good presenter funny guy really good with the public really warm i was thinking this is everything the one show should be but but you can't steal it that's mm, the thing mm. you can't steal it and go but it fits here <laughs> yeah I, I know but it's someone else's you're right that's exactly what they did yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah joe, joe was just presenting for them no he what no not at all all of that and also they gave away you know you they go well, don't need to watch the documentary now yes. i sort yeah. of know they, i've they seen did, all yeah. the nice bits yep having, having a young child we only got uh, two-thirds of the way through but thanks to the one show i know how it ends don't have to watch yeah. the last enjoyable 25 minutes that I've been saving for the last three days. <laughs> Cheers, cut, to the, cut to the reveal. Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful drawing of a crab as well. I thought that was my favorite thing about the whole <laughs> show. That was like drawing of a crab. My style is photorealism or hyperrealism. The quality of it and the detail. I've never seen anything like it. Guy is, is a Ghanaian guy who does yeah. photorealism drawings with pen, pencil really and he did one of the crab as you say and, and some and some of they were they were incredible i mean yeah. photorealistic yeah. pencil drawings that just look brilliant yeah. right and and he right didn't get through <laughs> yeah. joe's yeah. on the phone thinking, did you get through and he's like no and i'm really quite upset i'm sort of disappointed <laughs> about that and joe, joe's like oh, okay let me just ring the yeah. old lady with the shit painting of some lightning yeah. she's done yeah. did you get <laughs> through you yes <laughs> what? That, compared compared right. to Ghanaian guy, it was yeah. shite. I, I, the I, only I, explanation for this is that the judges of the Royal Academy are racist. <laughs> That's the only yeah. I am not going to get into an argument on this show about what is and isn't art, but I would say <laughs> technically reproducing what a camera can do is not as good as making up some lightning in your head. Painting it out and going, that'll do. That's proper art. Art is not caring. Being a draftsman and a technician, no, not art. No, not art. It's too good to be art. Was it? Was it her story? Uh, I think it was her story that I loved um, because she yeah. had basically gone. Yeah, I mean, um, I like teaching art to kids, and for for a while, I, I entered um, I entered their paintings into this thing, 
But this year, I just thought, fuck it, I'll go enter it myself. <laughs> I get the feeling you love art. Yes. Yeah. And I love children to love art. Yeah. Every year I put children's art into the summer exhibition. But I thought this year I'm going to try and do it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, this is the year where she, she actually gets something hung on the wall. But it was just great. There was no, There was no kind of... I've stopped becoming, a, you know, stopped being a teacher now. So obviously that part of my life is behind me. It was just, I just decided not to send any of their stuff in. And, and I, I thought I painted this bit of lightning. I thought I'd, thought I'd send that in instead. Was, I on, love the, it. on the actual documentary, there's a lovely bit where they talk to one woman who does collage and she'd done one which had, uh, had all the years from 1993 crossed out and 2022 without a cross on it. And she said, I have huh. been putting in work for something like 25 years, she said, and uh, I've been rejected every single year. So this year, it's a big thing where I've got all the rejections and there's the one that I might make it. And she broke it down. She said, for the first 10 years, she said, I wanted to to be accepted because I wanted to feel like I was an artist. For the next 10 years, she said, I wanted to be accepted because I thought it would help me sell my work. She said, and for Mm. the last five years, I've just been submitting stuff out. (laughs) (laughs) And then they rejected it. It It was such a good, such a good piece, and it was such a great documentary. That actually, I mean, as annoying as it was to have it all spoiled, and as annoying it was for (laughs) you know the one show to fillet it into his none of the texture, um, but you know the the start and the end. uh, It is nice to talk about it because it's a banging show, and really should see it. It's absolutely great. Really noted. Yeah. Are you in the employ of Big Art? Is that what you're like, William Fucking Shatner? I'm trying to flog as your stuff now. I've submitted this podcast to the world (laughs) as art. Let me tell you, it was rejected. Let me tell you, they didn't even listen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we just talk very quickly about the, the the viewer messages that they chose? out of the uh, presumably, <laughs> presumably thousands that came in <clears throat> uh, where, where we've just got time for some viewer messages um, somebody <laughs> says they're looking forward to your film Daisy and Harris <laughs> and another one says well done for diving Greg James good night <laughs> now just time for some of your messages um, Kim says I'm so excited to see the film Andy says love the book so I know I'll love the film yeah and Lewis says well done Greg uh, for completing the dive yes well done amazing that's it (laughs) (laughs) it's also become such a key part of the show to the people who are making it that the following day they were like we're really sorry we don't have time for your messages uh, at the end of this show and it's like oh yes because the gold the gold (laughs) (laughs) it's the only reason to tune in for those messages why have you forsaken them (laughs) Right, so you can go. I'm watching the telly. Uh, <laughs> there, there was a couple I can of bits see you. on that show that was that were magic. One was uh, about video games being included in the Commonwealth Games, and uh, Alex oh, yeah. made it very clear she was against that being done. She was very dismissive. And uh, we're keeping with the sporting theme now, or are we? Because we're talking about video gaming. Mm, well, it's being piloted alongside this year's Commonwealth Games in the hope that they'll be included in the future. Well, whatever. Bring on the medals, isn't it? And yeah. when the video started, she'd actually voiced that video in a really <laughs> upbeat way. So you realise that by the end of the film, having voiced it, she'd gone, no, I think it's shit. <laughs> Esports is a fast-growing international phenomenon. It's funny how people are like, I really don't want, you know, video games in the Commonwealth Games. They're not not getting rid of hurdles to put in computer games. It'll be an an extra thing. So so they need to get upset about them being in. But watching this, I've always been like, well, of course, you know, e-games, fine. You know, it's great to have 
competition. It's all good. Watching this video, I did think oh, I was wrong and they shouldn't <laughs> have them. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was boring. I didn't like the people who took part in it. <laughs> I, I thought they were up themselves. One of them said, I trained for six or seven hours a day, you know, like you would a full-time job, which is what this is. And I was like, no, no, no. Didn't they, didn't they say they, they work at it for, for seven hours a day like an athlete? And it's like, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. works for about seven hours a day. That doesn't make you an athlete. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a sport just because you spend seven hours a day doing it. Players are known by their game names. Like 20-year-old Takara, an England Rocket League team player who also plays professionally. I train six or seven hours a day, the same as you would a full-time job, because for me, that's what this is. Alex was was explaining what the games were, uh, like she was uh, having to read it in French and didn't know how it was going to sound <laughs> to the viewers. Uh, uh, this one's football, but with rocket-powered game. <laughs> The second is eFootball Series, a single-player football simulation game. And the third is Rocket League. This is football, but with rocket-powered cars. Two teams of three are pitted against one another, and they score points by scoring goals. Um, uh, (laughs) There was a a voiceover bit with uh, one of their managers. It's hard to say coach, isn't it? Because... Coaching is just going, yeah, we'll do, yeah, do it better, yeah. do it Enabler. better, play it again. Play it. <laughs> he said they uh, they have to fit social contact around their sport time. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, you're all right, mate. To be world class, the players have to make sure they fit physical activity and social contact around their screen time. He said the key thing is to work on the nutrition and the sleep. Tadar is the team's coach. If you work on the nutrition, the sleep, everything like that, you're going to start to get to the peak performance. And I'd have loved it if he'd have opened his bag and he's just full of Pringles, ramen yeah. noodles. Yeah. <laughs> All of them staying up on the dark web until 4am. Lovely. Oh, well done. Yeah, perfect. That was yeah, it. They were trying to, trying to, as much as they could, sort of hint that they were sort of athletes of a different generation. Yeah. The other. They're just... This is well. Alex did, as you say, at the end, sum it up for the nation, and it just cut back to them, and she just said, "Well, we had a lot of discussion about that." (laughs) (laughs) We had a lot of chat about that earlier, didn't we? There was a lot of discussion over whether or not it is a sport. They made the criminal decision to have a a photograph taken like a real sports team as well. And looking at that, uh, I mean, best not do that because it does open them up to to abuse um, because they're they're playing a role, and and you look at it and you go that isn't what athletics is it's not what the commonwealth games is you know it's no one is arguing we should put competitive eaters in no one is saying (laughs) let's let's see who the fattest person in the commonwealth is because you know it sort of seems like not sporty and so when you see that sort of lined up you go yeah oh no this isn't the sport is it it's just playing games it's just playing games i I, i'm all for people playing games i just don't think you necessarily need to represent your country doing it no, I, I I love the idea that my chance to represent my country hasn't gone. I've never been much of an athlete. I've sort of given up on the idea of I don't I don't like football. I was never going to play football. the idea that you know I, I love Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't actually want to represent Great Britain as a high elf. I just don't, you know. <laughs> But that's magic. amazing, though, Mark. Is that is that the magic of the one show that this thing that you were previously in favour of, they've now managed to profile it, bring it to your attention in such a way that you now think, no, hang on. Yeah. yeah. Although, yeah. in fairness, the bit that they followed it was about cricket. And uh, I mean, I've never been that into cricket. 
But I think at the end of this, I was even less into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Which, which, funny enough, is exactly how we all feel about the one show, having watched yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't even into it, certainly uh, less into it now. Uh, uh, but what yeah. a beautiful end they had to this show, which was they, they cut back after all of the talk of sport. And this was oh, yes. a full-on sports episode. Yeah. In a way, I'd have given that to Tom Daly rather than Roman Kemp and Alex Jones. I yep. think if you can do a full sports one, give it to the person who's got all those gold medals. Yeah. But... We cut back to them with an old outside broadcast fan, a BBC one. This beautiful sort of um, green goddess, that beautiful livery, olive green and just beautiful. It had been restored. And this was one of the, the same types of vans that would have filmed the World Cup 1966. Fine. This is Mobile Control Room 21, MCR 21, one of the 10 vans built in 1963 so that the BBC could cover more outside broadcasts, including great sporting events like the 1966 World Cup. And here is Harry Coventry, who worked in the van uh, as a cameraman. They showed us a clip, clearly wasn't taken from the van. <laughs> clearly that was taken from the, from the stands itself. Yeah. But he, and here came, I mean, the wonderful moment. You think, you know, you're not going to get it in two shows. Alex asks the key one show question. What was it like? She said, which is amazing. Harry, welcome. Thank you so Thank you. much for being Hi. with us. What was it like then, working on the 1966 World Cup, the footage that we've just seen there? But what was really charming about this, they were talking about how this was a game changer and it changed the way we watched television and everything like that. And they were talking about this old-fashioned tech when suddenly Harry Coventry's hands began glitching and then it <laughs> flashed forwards. There was a sudden split-second screen of a funeral and then it went back and it was like... You're talking about this old sort of like start of technology. And here we are in the modern day, absolutely incapable of making it work and getting it right. It was a funeral. It turned out to be he'd been the cameraman at Winston Churchill's funeral. Yeah. And so then they showed a little clip of that, you know, that, that he'd filmed. And I was thinking, it's mad that funerals used to go out on television. And I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, the last funeral that we had go out on TV was Margaret Thatcher's. Did we have Prince Philip's as well? We must have at least had a highlights package. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the day version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's madness. Presented by Joe Lysett. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, it's Tom Daly. Tom, what, what did you think about the death of Prince Philip? Oh, I'm disappointed he wasn't buried in little trunks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Tom. Uh, oh, <laughs> But they, they finished up this show by saying, we're looking for 100 objects to mark 100 years of the BBC. And they said, did you shut that door on the Generation game? Did you win a blankety-blank checkbook and pen? Now, the MCRT is part of the BBC's collection of 100 objects to mark its 100th birthday later this year. The One Show is joining the celebrations, and we'd love to hear from you. Did you have your 15 minutes of fame appearing on any of the BBC's best-known TV shows in the 70s, 80s and 90s, but never got to see it on the telly? Yeah. Well, did you shut that door on the Generation Game? Find your old vase was worth a few bob in the Antiques Roadshow, or did you win a blankety-blank checkbook and pen? Possibly. If so, get in touch. And I just felt, as they were saying, those, especially over the did you shut that door on the Generation Game, the looming spectre of... Did Jim fix it yeah, for, you? for you? And that seemed like the, the go-to <laughs> and all those ones they can no longer go to. We're now going, do you know who's acceptable? Larry Grayson. Larry yeah. Grayson. That will be the thing that the kids will go, oh, yeah, I recognise that, that catchphrase <laughs> from the prehistoric era. Uh, amazing. A uh, hundred objects to mark a hundred years of the BBC. John, 
this podcast will also be being put forward. I think so. <laughs> yeah. To the think, one show. Yeah, in many in many ways, in many ways, this is representative, if of, of nothing else, of an era of television at seven o'clock on a weekday evening that should actually simply be the sole reason the license fee is stopped. And there we must bring all of this to an end because we watched the one show and thus had an absolutely horrible time. But you can have a lovely time by coming to see us do this thing live at the London Podcast Festival. That's right, Mark and myself, special guests, TBA. Uh, we'll be doing the other one show show live on stage at that festival September the 16th. Details and tickets at kingsplace.co.uk. All I'm going to say, John, yeah. brown girls do it too. Yes, can't do it because no, that happens to be yeah, uh, Rabina's birthday and she's away in Margaret. They're, they're double booked, yeah. Yeah, but they um, they were top of our list. Anyway, while you're remembering to... We'll get to one else. While you're remembering to do... They won't be as good. Remembering to do that, <laughs> remember this and remember it well when you look at the television to look at The One Show. The One Show also looks back into you. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.